What the world needs now is more spicy hot takes. Am I right? Well, here's one anyway. It might be bias on my part, but when I see folks talking about the sudden rise and meeting remotely, one name keeps popping up and another name is conspicuously absent. Zoom and Skype, respectively. Here's the hot take. Does any of this have to do with Microsoft not investing in Skype for the last few years? I mean, other than investing in rearranging the user interface elements in cryptic ways. In business, we are always responding to the needs of two time frames, now and later. My simplistic definition of strategy is decision, decisions you make now to create better future possibilities for your business. I've been thinking through how I can be relevant, generous, and focused during a pandemic, and this question has been very clarifying. It's clarified that my work is very much about medium to long-term transformation, and there are plenty of questions that have been heightened by the pandemic, and these are things that I have nothing to say about. Just nothing. An emergency like the coronavirus pandemic puts a lot of focus on the now time frame, as it should. There's a strong causal relationship between living to see another day and being around to enjoy the fruits of medium to long-term investment. You can't have the latter without the former. Some consulting businesses are structurally poised to benefit from this forced shift in focus to the now time frame. I'm reminded of the movie Art School Confidential. The movie's protagonist, an art school student, is frustrated by a lesser talented student getting more attention and more success for his work. This movie review excerpt from blog critics sums up a pivotal scene in the movie very well. When Jonah, quite possibly the worst artist in the school, becomes all the rage, it boggles Jerome's mind. He's frustrated and has a talk with his professor, played by John Malkovich, who explains to him the difference between talent and nowness. An artist can always have talent, but it is forces out of an artist's control that create nowness. It is one of the two best scenes in the film about art. The way Malkovich delivers the word nowness with this delicious combination of compassion, world-weary experience, and mild contempt is one of the great moments in indie film history. The nowness of the coronavirus is similar. I'm not convinced that it changes the importance of many service offerings, but it certainly changes the urgency that clients feel. Some examples. My friend and podcast partner Liston Witherill's services have become more relevant. He was always set up to help clients get better at sales in an online-first, remote-first context. But now, that context has a nowness to it. At least for a while, it's the dominant context. The importance was always there for Liston's services, but now he has like three extra servings of urgency added to his plate, and that's generally good 
for the value proposition behind his services. A client of mine who helps his clients build better safety-critical embedded software for medical devices was always set up to do important work. But for obvious reasons, there's a heightened nowness that makes his services even more urgently needed. Another client helps museums generate insight that informs strategic shifts. The pandemic has had a polarizing effect for his clients. Either they always saw the importance and implied urgency of doing the work of remaining relevant in a changing world, or they didn't. If museums always saw the importance of this work, then seeing all their in-person visitorship evaporate almost overnight added urgency that aligns with the strategic vision of remaining relevant in a changed world. But if a museum was instead just hoping for the return of the bygone glory days, where they didn't have to compete with Netflix and high-quality podcasts and the rest of the internet, then the same change, a drop in visitorship, is likely to entrench their lack of long-term strategic vision. Yet another client builds custom software for higher education. He already saw and was preparing for the future of this vertical. The pandemic has accelerated higher education's struggle for relevance and time-shifted what might have been 10-year plans into something more like a two-year time frame. The common thread among all these clients is twofold. One, their services are important to their clients. This is because my clients made good strategy decisions when specializing. They avoided what I call the death quadrant in the Eisenhower matrix. That's when you combine low importance and low urgency. Second, the nowness introduced by the coronavirus pandemic has had either a polarizing or an accelerating effect. In every case, it's increased my client's clarity about where they need to focus within their existing specialization. There are days where I get overwhelmed by the pathos this pandemic has introduced into the world. I just have to, on those days, step away from my desk and lie down for a few hours. The particular brand of nowness brought by this pandemic sucks donkey balls. At the same time, I have hope, because if what you do is fundamentally important to enough clients, then I believe that over the medium to long term, you're going to be okay. You can't not respond. You can't avoid making adjustments. But the fundamental importance of your work to the world is what's going to help you get through this. Quick reminder, the the first step towards a focus on what's important to enough clients is specialization. I'm running an eight-week workshop on specialization. It starts May 15th, 2020. The price is $700 per seat. I cap attendance at 20 people. I make four seats available on a reduced price scholarship basis. These workshops, they of course teach you what you need to know, but then they push you to to really take action. And I think most of the learning happens from the action that you take in those eight weeks and beyond. There's a link to the page where you can register for this workshop in the show notes for this 
Audio Essay.